you're listening to Prairie Justice, a Greg Sanders Vigilante podcast. Prairie Justice presents the Seven Soldiers of Victory. Well, howdy and welcome back to, this would be episode 6 of our Megasode, featuring the Seven Soldiers of Victory tale from Leading Comics number 4, from the fall of 1942. And in this chapter, Green Arrow and Speedy are going to take on Eagle Eye. Green Arrow and Speedy, I don't think I have to introduce them to anybody. Uh, One of them actually... DC Comics' oldest characters, or at least he comes from one of its oldest comics. He appeared in more fun comics, cover dated November 1973, and he was a creation of vigilante creator Mort Weisinger and artist George Papp. And it sort of answers the question that what if the great old pulp character called the Green Archer was put into a blender with Batman and came out as a modern superhero? So, Green Arrow is, uh, he fights crime basically with a bow and arrow along with his ward, Speedy, his sidekick, uh, using an arrow car and that is called an aeroplane and later he'll have an actual airplane called the aeroplane and has his headquarters in the Arrow Cave. Now that does sound a lot like Batman, but hey, that was the formula and if a formula works, let's keep moving it. Because I don't think anybody ever thought this was going to last very long. But in fact, Green Arrow and Speedy did outlast just a lot of characters from the Golden Age. They moved from more fun comics in 1946. Uh, this was, would be after they are finished with the Seven Soldiers of Victory. Into Adventure Comics and then featured again in World's Finest Comics. Um, almost disappeared from the landscape had Green Arrow not been included with the Justice League of America and its initiation in uh, the early 1960s. Now, uh, in about uh, 1970 or so, Denny O'Neill catches uh, his fancy with the character and completely revamps him as a hero for the... uh, the left side of the uh, political spectrum, as it were. Of course, probably venting a lot of Denny O'Neill's own uh, political views and uh, and stances and such, and gave him an entirely new costume and uh, an identity. And along with that, his uh, the Ward Speedy became very part of much of the relevance of comics in the Green Lantern, Green Arrow series when uh, Green Arrow finds that Roy Harper, his ward, has become a heroin addict in a very uh, often reprinted and uh, and very much cited 
example of how comics can become relevant in the modern age. Now, it's also very important to note that uh, DC in 1972, when it brought back the Seven Soldiers of Victory in Justice League of America, split the Golden Age and Silver Age and Bronze Age uh, characters of Green Arrow and basically decided that this, uh, what occurred from More Fun 73 and with the Seven Soldiers was the Earth 2 Green Arrow and Speedy. And that was pretty much the dynamic for a long time, uh, even though not much was done with the Green Arrow and Speedy other than appearances in the Seven Soldiers of Victory, where Roy Thomas differentiated the two characters by having uh, the original Oliver Queen keep his uh, more ginger, I guess, brownish hair as opposed to the blonde hair that had sort of uh, evolved as uh, Oliver's character. Now, of course, Crisis on Infinite Earths rears its ugly head, and we have a new Earth, but now we have two characters named Oliver Queen and two characters named Roy Harper, who are virtually uh, identities of the same superhero. Um, since Mike Grell was planning on uh, not so much rebooting, but at least uh, redefining the character in his graphic novel, The Longbow Hunters, and an ongoing series after that, DC decided to pull the retcon, retcon switch and take the Golden Age, Green Arrow, and Speedy out of the New Earth continuity. Now that left the Seven Soldiers of Victory story somewhat intact, uh, but not really because all of a sudden there's uh, two characters out of that. And I think we have probably explained this before, so they've tried various character patches uh, to try to explain the other soldiers, Wing was a soldier, Billy Gunn was a soldier, Stuff, and then his brother Stuff the Second was uh, was a soldier, and they even uh, tried fiddling with the uh, Quality Comics character Alias the Spider as one of the soldiers of victory, and uh, and I think in probably the least successful version. They tried to put the uh, the Golden Age characters of TNT and Dan the Dynamite in with the Seven Soldiers. None of this really has worked until in uh, 2021 in the Stargirl Summer Special. Our modern day Oliver Queen uh, reveals uh, to his adopted sister, or actually his actual sister, Mariko, that he and... Roy were, in fact, both the Golden Age, Silver Age, and Bronze Age Green Arrow and Speedies. And that they did a little bit of time traveling, get, got tossed into 1941, and uh, worked their way up. And I guess that's the continuity patch we're probably working with in present-day DC Comics continuity. And I believe I have made my views on that clear before. I think it all works until you get to the... When the Seven Soldiers get tossed back into the time stream. And uh, at this point, it's all timey-wimey. And as far as DC is concerned now, all continuity and all multiple Earths work. So, you know what? Do you really need crises to uh, affect how characters worked from 70, 80 years ago? Not really. Just have fun with what you get. 
Now, of course, Arrow has been one of DC's most successful multimedia stars. Against all odds, he was a, uh, a prime character in the uh, animated Justice League Unlimited. I, I should add, he was also uh, worked in with the Super Friends uh, cartoon series as well and was a green was was a green yeah he was a green he was a green superpowers uh, character in that toy line and uh, animated series that came out of that but most successfully he uh, was even the the namer of his own universe as he was uh, the initial uh, series called Arrow uh, the initial series of what became also known as the Arrowverse and or the Berlantiverse when uh, the CW network created a number of superhero network series throughout the uh, the 2000s and uh, he went on to I believe eight seasons um, characterized by Stephen Arnell in that long-running television series. He, Oliver Queen, was also a primary character as uh, uh, played by Jason Hartley in the Smallville series as well. So as I said, Green Arrow, of course, hasn't been a fixture in and out of the Justice League of America. And the Ward Roy Harper uh, has been uh, prior after his drug issues uh, was a member of the Teen Titans and the New Titans as well uh, later moving on to uh, a version of the Outsiders and taking on other identities such as Arsenal and the Red Arrow and was himself a Justice League of America member at one in other media, he appeared in the 1960s in a filmation cartoon version of the Teen Titans that ran, I believe, on the Aquaman uh, television show. And has also been portrayed by Colton Haynes in the Arrowverse and on the, uh, the Arrow television show as well. So he's been presented with a lot of personality and continuity fiddling over the years, and he's pretty much presented as a bit of a flawed hero, much like Oliver Queen, and in fact, maybe even a little more so. But whatever your, fl your flavor of Green Arrow and Speedy, we have the original recipe in this uh, 1942 presentation. At this point in time, they're only about a year old in DC publications, and... All of these uh, different continuity patches and other media presentations are a long ways away. So let's enjoy it as the, uh, the primal Crean Arrow and Speedy take on the man with the miracle eyes. The Green Arrow, Chapter 6. Let's turn our eyes to the fifth and final villain of Super Sense, Eagle Eye, the man with the super sight. He could see the head of a pin a mile away. He could see in the dark. He could see the stars during the day. But he couldn't see his own defeat when it stared him right in the face. 
for Eagle Eyes Optics failed to sight a vision. A vision of those miracle archers, Green Arrow and Speedy, who quickly blackened the orbs of the man with the miracle eyes. To the outskirts of a small town comes a caravan. A caravan of the strangest of people. Ladies and gentlemen, for one thin dime, you may view the oddest little circus in the world. Just ten cents will introduce you to the most awesome and most stupendous incredible characters that you will ever have the fortune to meet. Dimes are paid, and inside the show begins. Meet Gourmand, he eats anything, glass and razor blades and electric bulbs, everything but rubber. Priorities. <laughs> and this is the amazing steel skin. And notice he lies on a bed of spikes with me standing on his chest. Garoppolo the Great. Barehanded, he wrestles a ferocious man-eating alligator. Underwater! Brrr! Applause, please, for Ironhead. He breaks slabs on his skull. Wow, look at that! What a dome! Watching the strange show are a pair of eyes. Sharp, hawkish, evil eyes. Super eyes with super sight. Given to the hireling of the master criminal, the sixth sense. So that's Eustace, the Barker, the man who owns the Garnet Diamond. Well, well, well. Sometime after. Hey, you in a charm with my circus? What? can you do? Here, take this telephone book and I'll show you. Very deliberately, the man of super sight walks 200 yards away and then calls. Okay, now open the book to any page and I'll read off the names and addresses to you. A bourgeois. A man would have to have super sight to do that. Porsche Stoney, 2850 Valentine Avenue. Mort Weston, 132 Hillcrest Place. With incredible ease, the supervillain reads off the lists of names from that amazing distance. Well, what do you think now? Marn, you're sensational. You'll steal the show. I can hear myself shouting now. Presenting that new sensation. Eagle Eye, the man who can see a mile. Eagle Eye goes into his act. There's some writing inside this watch. What does it say? To Mort, with love from Henrietta. That's right. Boy, Adoosh. what eyesight. To whistling sounds. And two arrows thud a scant inch away from Eagle Eye's head. Charging from the audience come those wizards of the longbow, Green Arrow and Speedy. That's not bad eyesight either. If you don't think so, you try it. But Eagle Eye's brain is as keen as his eyesight. And... 
Eustace, they're trying to make trouble. Wreck the show. I'll stop them. Hey, Rube. Hey, Rube? The traditional cry for help among the circus folk. Hey, Rube. Troublemakers, eh? Come on. Let's show them what real trouble is. Sorry I haven't got any glasses or razor blades, Gourmand. But chew on this for a while. Steel skin versus arrowhead. What? No sparks? Got you. Nobody can break from the grip of Grapno. There's no hold that Jujutsu can't break. An iron head, but a glass jaw. Suddenly, the twin archers are snared like flies in a spider web as a net drops over them. Speedy, we're caught. In how, brother? In how? Okay, stop talking. And make it good. Who are you? We're the Green Arrow and Speedy. What? But you're crime fighters. Why did you try to break up my show? From a distance, Eagle Eye watches and decides to make tracks. Uh-oh. I can read his lips from here. He's telling him all about me and that jewel. Better scram. And that's the story in a nutshell. I see. Harumph. Well, I assure you, he'll find the gem. Never, Harumph. Nevertheless, Eagle Eye will be back to try again. So we'd sort of like to stick around and watch. Glad to have you and the youngsters. Our next job is in nearby town. We're picking up an animal trader and his act. A day passes placidly. But all is not so placid as Eagle Eye confers with hired thugs. Okay, so Eustace has the stone. So how are we going to make him bring it out in the open? It's easy if you know how. Listen. At night, as the newly acquired animal act stirs restlessly, furtive figures creep forward, bent on evil purpose. That does it. Let's scram. Help! Fire! Fire, the ancient enemy of the animal kingdom. Maddened by terror, the elephants thunder forward, followed by the roaring lions and tigers. The animals are on the loose! Hard on the thundering beasts, heels race two lone figures. Green Arrow and Speedy. Can they alone stop the animal stampede? Speedy, that lion's after a woman. An arrow noose will take care of him. A bow twangs, and a loop of fine wire lariats the snarling man-eater. Then mangling death leaps, clawing and snarling at Speedy. Uh-oh. When a whining shaft spears the beast in midair. Sorry, Kitty, but this isn't feeding time. Holy cats! So long, Speedy. I've got to try to stop those elephants now. Hey, you're gonna get yourself killed. Come back! But with the winging arrow line, the archer drops to a fear-maddened elephant's back. Come on, fella. Take it easy. Easy now. Easy. If I can stop this one, the others may calm down too. But a sinuous trunk reaches back and holds the archer aloft to dash him to death on the ground when... The beast's ears quiver as a familiar sound is heard. Music. The blaring, lilting strains of a circus calliope. Hi, Green Arrow. 
Instantly, the stampeding elephants become docile as the so familiar merry calliope music crowds out their fear and brings them back to normal. Boy, Speedy certainly used his head that time. That was fast thinking. The next day, Eustace gets a caller. Mr. Eustace, those stampeding elephants of yours, they caused a lot of damage. Don't worry, Sheriff. I'll make restitution. Green Arrow, I need money to build up another circus and pay off the damages. So I'm going to sell my garnet jewel. I see. I bet Eagle Eye was behind that fire and the other disasters. He was trying to ruin Eustace to force him to sell that gem. Later, the circus headliners wait outside the town jewel mart. I wonder how much he'll get for that jewel. Please, a penny or two for a blind man. I'm blind. Say, that's odd. I wonder... That man, stop him! Too late. A claw-like hand snatches up the gem. As glasses and hat drop to reveal... The blind man is eagle-eye! On he's got the gem! My garnet! Come on, Speedy, lift your feet. The mass pursuit ends as eagle-eye closets himself with cohorts. Try breaking in here and you'll be blasted down before you get that door open. What we need now is a battering ram. How about me? Wood smashes inward as a human battering ram. Iron head is pressed into service. All together now. One, two, three. Into battle charge the vengeful circus men. Oh, instead of wrestling alligators, Grapplo is now wrestling rats. Bah, you don't really think you can hurt the great steel skin with that little pin. You're, you're eating my gun. Oh. So nice of you to supply Gourmand with lunch. Okay, Fisheye. Where's the garnet? You're too late, wise guy. That rock is in the collar of the dog, and that mutt's carrying it right back to the sixth sense. Instants later, as the aeroplane streaks over the highway. Green Arrow, how did you ever figure out that the blind man act of Eagle Eye was a phony? That's easy. He was leading the dog. If he had been legally blind, the dog would have been leading him. Hours later, that same dog lopes panting. The dog, come back. The gem must be here. It must. It is. The garnet, a final stone. The stepping stone to the mastery of that power that has baffled man since the birth of the world. Hi, and we're back. So, we're going to have a circus theme again in a Green Arrow and Speedy story here in Leading Comics. I don't know how that stacks up over with their uh, ad adventures in Morphun, but this is the second time they have visited a carnival or a circus in uh, their features in, in Leading Comics. So, uh, I guess to Bill Finger's defense... I guess he wasn't reading Mort Weisinger's scripts. 
uh, we meet up with the carnival barker Eustace, and I believe that's the only name that we have it so far. And we also meet Eustace's, uh, shall we say, sideshow staff, you know, people who can do various things in this, uh, the circus of his. And apparently, according to Eagle Eye, he realized that Eustace is also happens to be the possessor of the Garnet Diamond. How the owner and barker of a broken down circus got a uh, such a, a gem that we've only seen millionaires and uh, high class people have so far. Well, who knows? Uh, just part of the story. It's comics. Let's move on. Get after it. And Eagle Eye, just like Bloodhound, wants to get a job uh, along with the owner of the of the uh, the gem that they're after. And after he proves his worth, reading a telephone book from several yards away, uh, Eagle Eye is given a costume. It's an interesting costume, really. All it is is a pants, blazer, a red cummerbund, and a t-shirt, which has uh, sort of a Masonic eye with a, uh, a sunburst around it. So I guess that's probably, uh, Eustace doesn't have much of a costuming department. He spent it all on that garnet. And of course, this catches the attention of Green Arrow and Speedy, who come uh, onto the, the show very late, uh, not really until page four. But uh, Eustace takes exception to this, uh, that their attack on Eagle Eye as uh, an attack on one of his own people. And he shouts out, Hey Rube! And this seems to be some sort of a code word for the uh, very able-bodied and uh, extremely overpowering carnies in uh, Eustace's uh, show to come to his or the aid of one of the other carnival workers. Now, Bill Finger has done his research on this. He didn't pull this out of his posterior. Yeah, I happened to uh, just do a little bit of Google Foo here. Not hard to know that in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, Hey Rube is an interjection used traditionally as a rallying cry among circus or carnival folk in a fight with townspeople. Um, as an example, Herbert Gold says, we found ourselves with an old-fashioned hey Rube and obliged to move on the show that night. Now, I, this uh, doesn't really have a, uh, a, an origin, but apparently it is just sort of, uh, as I said it was, it's a code for the carnival people who really only have each other to rely on as they move on from town to town. To not be attacked or be robbed or uh, generally be picked upon, as you could imagine, with people in a sideshow who might, uh, you know, get into trouble with the the louts of, of town. And uh, Hey Rube is just uh, a call to arms and a ways to uh, to keep to become the glue that keeps their uh, their little carnival family together. And no doubt that Boston Brand or Dick Grayson have probably used this at one time or another. Now, Ollie and Roy have a bit of a trouble with this situation because they're attacked by four people. Uh, 
GA doesn't use his uh, bow so much as his uh, his fists. While Speedy, caught in a headlock, does a little bit of jujitsu. So he's been chatting with either Wing or Stuff. I think Stuff is more the jujitsu guy. Wing brings the Chinese side of martial arts. Either way, um, Speedy's uh, not is is a boy not just caught up with a one stick uh, gimmick and. It is worth noting that uh, Green Arrow and Speedy both, in all their incarnations, have been known to have uh, been fairly adept hand-to-hand uh, -hand combatants. Now, after the circus folk have been placated, uh, Green Arrow tells the story uh, that there is a garnet diamond that needs to be uh, protected. Eagle Eye, of course, is reading lips from a, from a distance, trying to stay out of Green Arrow's uh, vision. And uh, But Eustace manages to accept the story. This puts Eagle Eye and his nefarious assistants on the defensive. And they do... And, of course, uh, circuses today don't really have the... Uh, the cachet, and that's primarily to do with a lot more concern today with the exotic animals that you would associate. Uh, lions and elephants and tigers, oh my, well, they're all here. And uh, Eagle Eye, well, do the modern day folk who are concerned with uh, animals as entertainment, Eagle Eye is a nasty character because he sets fire to the tents and lets the cages loose, which puts... puts not only the animals, but of course the general public in danger. Uh, Green Arrow manages to uh, get an elephant under underway, and Speedy uh, does a, a really interesting thing. He finds a horse-drawn calliope, and if you ever don't know what a calliope is, if you've uh, ever heard circus music, uh, generally it was coming from a steam-powered pipe organ. I've seen a couple of these in sight and over my time. I've seen one that was a, also a, a horse-drawn one. And uh, it uh, came to uh, the, the, one of the places I was working one time as a special feature from the, uh, uh, the Western Development Museum in Saskatchewan. So it was a sort of a traveling arrangement. And another time I saw one on a steamboat on the Ohio River. Um, and it was sort of played as an as an organ, as it were, um, to sort of to celebrate uh, the bon voyage from the dockside, from when we embarked at Pit the uh, onto the Ohio from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And the calliope, at least, uh, the the circus music is familiar to the wild animals, particularly the elephants and they calm down and they manage to go into parade mode. Well by now Eustace knows something's going on and we're in trouble with the law here because the sheriff comes to investigate. Leading Eustace to come to the decision to sell the sell the Garnet Diamond. So he and the uh, circus folk along with Green Arrow and Speedy head down to the jewelers and they are bumped into by none other than Eagle Eye, who is, uh, just, just to make himself even nastier, is disguised as a blind man and uses a dog to try to pickpocket the garnet and manages to get away with it and then palms it to the dog. 
unknowingly. Uh, this uh, is not known un until after a fight between the uh, the circus sideshow folk, Green Arrow and Speedy, and the Eagle Eye goons, who are overpowered quite easily. But as we found out at the end, that the dog has made off with the diamond. So there's another uh, Bill Finger twist to the formula. Eagle Eye is captured, but the dog gets away. And actually, I think that's a fitting end to a circus story. And must have been something with Bill Finger and dogs, because this is the second time that dogs have become a theme in amongst the owners of the jewels. Now let's once again pull into our All-Star Squadron Edition 56 and Roy Thomas's free adaptation to see how he has freely adapted this story. There, made up some words there, folks. We're into the Trumpian age, definitely. Well, we have a lot of red skies, of course. And we have boiled down the nine-page story down into one page. And interestingly enough, uh, for some reason, Roy didn't think the Eustace uh, Circus was probably a good enough name. And he has pulled out the Durham and Daly Circus. And for one reason or another, it was decided to call it that. They didn't do that in the original uh, page or the original story. So I don't know why Roy did that or why didn't he at least uh, use a better name than Durham and Daly. Obviously a takeoff on Barnum and Bailey. One interesting piece of, of dialogue here is that Green Arrow or that Roy Thomas gives us is Green Arrow's statement to Speedy because he's learned the Sense Master's location so hang on to your hat feather I like that well that's it folks all five of our acts and all seven of our soldiers have uh, been out into the field and performed their missions and now it's time to track down the bad guy so join us again here in a few days time when we will wrap up this uh, leading comics number four and uh, finally reveal uh, the mission and identity of the sixth sense. I really ca like calling him the sense master better. I get a lot less spittle all over my microphone. So hang on to your hat feathers, folks. We're going to be back. Bye for now. Da 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 da